0: The time is now. In this installment of The Grind Defined, we'll explore divine timing, three ways God confirms His direction, five things to practice to sharpen your ear for God, and much more. So let the grind commence right now. (music) People greetings and welcome to the Grind Define. Terrell and Michelle here, certified spiritual mindset and wellness coach, helping high achievers find fluidity between their emotional, spiritual, and physical well-being while bridging the gap between who they are in service and who they were designated to be by our creator. You know, I'm excited about today. Well, I know you hear me saying that I'm excited a lot, but you know what? Truth be told, I am. I'm always excited when <laughs> I sit in the seat. For the grind to find, I said in front of this mic, there's just something that comes over me because this is a happy space for me, but not just for me because I'm always excited to share something. Um, eh, Sometimes it's new to me, sometimes it's not. Anyway, just the fact that I'm sharing it with you, yes, that brings about this huge excitement. But today is different than many other days because the topic is the focus, laser focused on timing, but not just timing, divine timing. Now, I get lots of questions about divine timing, and that's because there are three main things in my practice that I always talk about. Uh, Me as a spiritual mindset coach, I am a firm believer in us being divinely designed, another way of saying having a divine purpose, and things in life having to be divinely aligned, meaning that things come together in the way that God wants it to spiritually, which is usually never in alignment with anything in this world, but that's like for later on in the conversation. <laughs> and then also divine timing. So you have that divine design with your divine purpose, and you're getting to that place of divine alignment. And then there's divine timing because just cause things line up, that does not mean that they're going to go off the way we want them to go off, which you know, if you're anything like me, let me tell you something. I do not have a great grasp of patience. I had to say it like that. Now, I've gotten much better because I'm going to tell you, the lost decade, I call the 20s the lost decade, during that time, patience, schmations for what? Right now is when it needed to happen. And if it didn't, then, you know, get into some other things. You know, I, I used to, uh, it was equivalent to <laughs> if we had like uh, one of the scales to measure ramifications burn the village down something like that not literally people but I'm just saying that's the way my temperament was when I couldn't have things happen when I felt like I needed them to happen and it's kind of like kids you know how kids will tell you when it comes to cake or something they need it you know I felt like things happening the way I wanted them to happen was a need I had to grow a little bit and learn that that was a want and even distinguishing what feels like a need. And to me, immediate needs back then had to do with responsibilities. It could be your bills. It could be uh showing up for a job and maybe you have an appointment. I don't know, in my case, it's a court date or something like that. Trying to get your tab together to make that kind of whole, you know, that that whole thing come together. But again, that's that's another, that's a completely different episode. But my point is that. When you're talking about your divine purpose, your divine design, your divine alignment, that divine timing, and then when we sprinkle into there, getting to the point of understanding what your divine assignment is, all of this divine and and the thing when you add the word divine in there, you, you become clear very early on that control is an illusion. If it's divine, it has nothing to do with your timing and your capability to be able to pick and choose what's gonna happen when. And so for this episode today, I wanna to dive into the importance of understanding divine timing. What exactly do I mean when I'm talking about divine timing? And, and not just what I mean, what does what does God mean? Why is divine timing so very important? And how is it that divine timing and us actually submitting to it and adhering, adhering to it How does divine timing actually help to shield us and uh, propel us forward? That's a conversation. Also, getting into that alignment portion. And in order for us to talk about that alignment portion, then we have to take and explore just a little bit hearing God. There are a lot of us out there um, who are not sure whether or not what we're feeling and hearing, if that's actually coming from God. And there is a way for you to know. Now, spoiler alert, anytime you're talking about anything with God, it's going to require some consistency, some dedication, and dun dun dun, practice. You're going to have to be in a space where you want to create a practice of certain things. And I'm gonna tell you something, that is hard when it comes to spirituality, simply because you don't start this practice and life stops moving. You don't start this practice Um, And all of the needs, the immediate needs or the things that you see as needs, (laughs) you don't start this practice and all of a sudden those needs that you have are met. No, 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 no. You're not starting the practice to make a shift immediately today in physical things. You're starting the practice so that you can create this connection when people talk about a relationship with God. I know you, you hear that a whole lot. Some people think that that's just scripture reading. No, 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 it's not just scripture reading. I mean, that's a part of it, but that's not the way that I approach it because that's never worked for me. Practice, actually, any type of practice that you do because the goal is to try to become stronger in God, closer to God, and instead of um, your existence, your spiritual existence on this world being one that is separate from your physical. This is a way that you create that oneness, where who you are in spirit and how you operate physically in this world, they are merged together. There is no separation. There is no feeling as though on one side, I have to take time to sharpen and strengthen my spiritual person. And then I put that away and then I go to the other side. (laughs) And then there's the physical me and the physical existence. Now I know saying that may sound strange, But a lot of us live that way. A lot of us do have our spirituality and uh, either spiritual or religious, whichever one you are. A lot of us do have those spaces in our life, but they're separate. And so the point in these conversations is to try to give you some tools to take and become one with who you are because you can't separate the two and have a whole person <laughs> you need them both to be together there'd be a merge and there'd be an operation uh, a mindset if you will because without the mindset you're not going to be able to have the operation uh within your life the practical application excuse me uh to follow through on things that you want to accomplish and, and to be able to receive what it is that god is saying to you for you to be able to accomplish the things that you want moving forward so that's what this conversation is going to be about today so i'm not going to waste any time getting into it but before i do I've taken up a few minutes of time i want to before i jump into content take a quick break go ahead and put you in that mindset for the content that's about to be ahead and when we come back i am going to get into the first part of the conversation today which is going to be divine timing details with that coming up real soon don't you move a muscle
1: how y'all doing y'all feel good i'm gonna try this let's go just for me Sometimes. For you to call this love But, but necessary pain It's the ingredient for change
2: Just for me
0: It is so important for us to understand all of the things that God makes happen just for us, even though it doesn't always feel like things are happening in our favor. You know, it it doesn't feel that way because we have our own sense of timing. And that's what this conversation is about today, divine timing. So I mentioned to you before the break that I was going to talk a little bit about divine timing, and when I'm talking about divine timing in the context of in the context of spirituality, I'm talking about the immediacy of divine timing. Think of it as uh, this way: if there are any children around you, your children or children that you've ever been in charge of, the easiest way for a child to get up under your skin is for you to tell them to do something and they just take their sweet time. They think that they're going to do it in their timing. No, I'm telling you to do it now, not only because I want you to do it now, but in some instances, giving a directive or an order to a child and them deciding to do it when they want could be the difference in them being hurt or harmed. The same is true for God. Divine timing is not only about things aligning for God's purpose for your life and for uh, your service, the way that you're going to, God's going to use you to serve others in this world. It's not only about that, but it's also about when He's giving us a directive, us knowing that that directive is for right now in that moment, not for us to hear it, feel it, however you communicate with God, for you to receive it and then, well, I've received it, but now I'm pray on it or I'm going to phone a friend, or I'm going to meditate on it. All of these things are usually uh, responses that we give because we're fearful of what it is that we're hearing or what it is that we're receiving from God. We're hearing, uh, feeling different people receive God in in different ways. Let me start saying receiving, but um, a lot of the times what we're receiving from God, it could either be something that makes us afraid or something that is not an alignment actually it's in direct opposition to what it is that we want to do and the way in which we want to move the way that we want to go and so i want to dig a little bit deeper into that today to bring this conversation into context i want you to think about the story of abraham i'm going to uh, read from you uh, for you my apologies uh, genesis 22 verses 2 through 3 and uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar or just as a refresher uh, this is referencing when god told abraham that he wanted him to sacrifice his only son to him in genesis this is what it says god said take your son your only son isaac whom you love and go to the land of moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which i shall tell you So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place in which God had told him. Okay, so just a minute to process that whole story. Imagine in this day and age, the Lord coming and talking to you and saying, hey, I want you to take one of your children and I want you to take them wherever it is that I tell you that I want you to take them and I want you to sacrifice them to me all right so in the bible abraham arose and it was like oh okay you know this is what god is, is is telling me to do and so i'm going to do it or at least that's the impression that some might get from this story but at the end of the day i want you to take in focus on how hefty that must have felt the weight of it to have your child that you love you get up and on order of the lord you're going to take this child to be murdered basically that's what you're going to do. Now, it's 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 a story to take into account because I don't know of folks getting those types of requests from God today. Haven't heard of anything like that. But my point is that, would we be willing, do we have the type of relationship with God, with God where God would tell us something as hefty as what he told Abraham and we get up and not only act, but act immediately, most expeditiously. Would we actually do that? could we actually do that are we capable of trusting god and his divine timing in that way and that's the big question here because we're not saddled with a lot of the same situations the requirements that god has for us they don't feel any different um, from an emotional standpoint than what some of the requests that god had back in biblical days They feel the same, even though the request might be different, but are we operating in that space of complete trust for God and what it is that he wants, how he wants to direct us in our lives. And in most cases, the answer is no. (laughs) We're works in progress. We're trying to get to that space where we have the type of connection with god which builds the trust in god which builds the faith in us knowing that at the end of the day no matter what is asked or how we are directed that it's going to be for our greater good in the end it's going to be for good that we couldn't even imagine because we're not capable of servicing our own needs in the way that god is actually we confuse our needs and our wants So us being in a space for us to have the type of relationship that Abraham had with God is actually one of the things that we would need to do to really understand how to navigate that space of humbling ourselves to divine timing. Now there's always one thing that stands in the way Of us being able to submit to god's divine timing and that one thing that stands in the way is always going to be fear i mentioned that earlier but i want to add some context for fear today with what it is that we're talking about uh, when it comes to divine timing and that is It's normal for us to fear what we don't understand. We like to have all of the answers, the I's dotted, the T's crossed. And even still, sometimes if you're an overly analytical person like myself, you'll still find a way to have some type of question or doubt. Even with I's dotted and T's crossed, I always said that it was uh, I wanted to have a plan A, B, C and D just in case, you know, God knows this about us. But at the end of the day, we have to understand that there is always going to be great risk that's associated with us yielding to God's divine timing. But on the other side of that is always, always, always huge reward. So back to the story of Abraham, as you know, as you guys may know, I'm going to assume that many of you know, but you know what they say about assumptions. So I'm going to do a spoiler. What had happened was (laughs) there was a ram in the bush and it ended up that um, Abraham did not have to sacrifice his son, Isaac. And God promised Abraham that he would be known and he would be blessed and protected if he were to follow what it is that God told him to do. And indeed, he ended up not having to give up his son and he ended up being blessed, not just him, but all of the descendants of him, of Abraham, ended up being blessed. So, this is one of the things that I want for everyone listening to take away from divine timing. Divine timing is asking you to give up something that you know, and it's not going to feel good for you to give up for something that's unknown, but it's only un- it's only unknown to us. It's not unknown to God. And so there's protection for us, when we humble ourselves to God's divine timing because he can see around the corner. I mean, listen, he knew all of this pandemic and all of this stuff was happening. And for those who had that relationship with God and prepared according to what he said, you know, they, they, they navigated the situation a little bit better than some who were unprepared, <laughs> you know, but think of life in that way. There's preparation that God is always making for us to succeed, our victory is already written it's already one and done. The only thing that's missing are those integral components that we are not privy to in order for us to fill the gaps within our life and to make it to those different touch points, if you will, where we are able to pick up an integral component along the way. We'd have to be open to and humbling ourselves to, we would have to humble ourselves to, excuse me, God's direction for our life. And so when we're talking about divine timing, we have to understand two key things. Number Number one, that when you're hearing from God, there definitely will be risk. You must expect that there is a price that's going to be paid. But on the other side of that, what you gain in terms of knowledge and protection from things that um, you cannot see, that's all a part of the process. We're going to take another quick break, but when we come back more in immediacy and hearing the voice of God, keep it locked.
3: My God, my God There were times when I wanted to give up on you Believed you were there, but I couldn't feel you Then you stepped in, you came to see me through You never left me Even though I made my share of mistakes I never paid the price that I should have paid you never left me, nor did you forsake me Lord, you never gave up on me You kept When I avoided your plan and I gave up and ran You kept me, you kept me When I was sick in my quicksand Lord, you threw out your hand You kept me, you kept me, When I trusted in man, didn't give you a chance You kept me, you kept me, you kept me. Uh, Said, I've been in church all of my life. I didn't learn your word, but how to disguise. I try to look good in other people's eyes. But you still kept me because of your love, I'm running back to you. Because of your grace, I, I want to say thank you. you. Lord, you're so faithful, and I'm so grateful that you never gave up on you me. me. When I When I was singing
0: Welcome back everyone welcome back that was Lamont Sanders he kept me I love that song so much because everything he talks about in that song basically fleeing and hiding from the Lord child if that has not been me okay when I was sinking like quicksand the Lord has thrown out his hand you know when he had plans and I gave up and ran when I trusted in man and didn't give him a chance listen I was like, have you been under the bed in my room? Have you been in the closets? I mean, in the trunk, you probably popping out the console. How do you know all of these things, Lamont, about my life, you know, I mean, but (laughs) I'm being silly, but here's the thing. These are all human conditions. These are all things that we struggle with. And, And the great thing about Being in this spiritual space for all of us is that when we allow ourselves to come out of our own cocoons and out of hiding and out of the darkness, we start to realize that these conditions that we go through, these afflictions of our flesh, if you will, these experiences are common to everyone because being elevated in Christ is the commonality that everyone is supposed to have. I mean, that's that's what this life is all about. This life is all about finding a space to overcome your flesh and to be able to rise above your physical circumstances because you understand that there's something greater. God is greater than anything physical that we can experience. And our way beyond those things is when we actually believe, when we have the faith, to believe. And so when we talk about immediacy and divine timing when acting with God, this is what helps us to create that atmosphere of belief. It's a way of cultivating and practicing belief so that when you practice that belief, then you're able to come into alignment with that space of having faith those are things that we all have to take the time to work on and many times we don't we don't take the time to work on those things because we allow ourselves to do a little bit but then go back to what we're used to doing and that is trying to solve problems on our own or finding solutions within the physical world as the primary answer to our things that are going on so I mentioned before the break that I was going to come back and talk more about, a little bit more about immediacy. And I want to come into this section asking some reflective questions, some things that we should consider, because yes, it's hard for us to screw on our minds. It's hard for us to put our mindsets in the appropriate place, and not only to put them there, but to keep them there. So the best way to do that, I found, is to make sure that you're connected to your reasons why you struggle with it, okay? If we think about the importance of immediacy, if we visit the story of Abraham one more time, what if Abraham hadn't have gotten up after he got God's orders, and first thing in the morning, hit the road to do what God told him to do, the timing, if he had waited instead of going, the timing would have been off and he would have missed the ram in the bush. He would have ended up then probably, one would assume, having to sacrifice his son Isaac. But the immediacy in him moving is what made it so that there was a provision that was already put into place that otherwise he possibly could have missed. So here's a question. you something to consider has the Lord ever given you instructions that you've been slow to respond to him about and if so what were the instructions that he gave you now there have been times when we've had those spaces within us where we know that we're being led to do something that we're not comfortable with but do we ever stop to really probe into why we're not comfortable if we're feeling fear if we're feeling apprehension if we're feeling doubt why there's always a reason why And this is where those spaces of introspection become extremely important because if we actually take the time as a part of our practice of asking these questions we're not only asking these questions we're probing deeper and we're using prayer and the word of god to go through some of these things then that could help us to start to make sense and maybe soothe some of the things that we're feeling on the inside that's keeping us from moving immediately. So understanding the reason or working to understand the reason for what your delay may be when it comes to responding to God is extremely important. And then what talked you out of actually acting on what God told you to do? What kinds of rebuttals do you give yourself? What things do you listen to or what things do you lean on to support the fact that you're not comfortable with moving? Well, there's the admission that you're not comfortable with moving, but why? What are some of the reasons that you give yourself, some of the justifications for not moving? And this is important because our behaviors, they're always patterns. You know, we create a certain way in which we flow and a certain way in which we move. And we're creatures of habit, really. Usually we don't deviate from it. And if there is a deviation, then there's just adding to or taking away from what we normally do to further support what we're used to doing. <laughs> you know, so being mindful of those kinds of things are important. So thinking about how that immediacy and movement makes it so that any provisions that God has, it's lining up with The movement that he wants us to make, and therefore protecting us from something that we couldn't see. I mentioned that before. So, one of the things that I want you to take away from this is to first and foremost go and check out, if you're not familiar, the full story of Abraham. Please do. Uh, If you are familiar, it wouldn't hurt to revisit it again within the context of this conversation and really keep in mind as you're reading and you're going through that material what it must have felt like for abraham to have to make the decisions that he made trusting god being obedient to god and moving immediately what it must have been like to make those not only make those movements but what kind what type of dedication and commitment faith he would have had in god's word to be able to go against how he must have been feeling because he trusted and saw bigger than what that actual circumstance was. So now that we understand that there's more than one facet of divine timing in our life, it's not just about things aligning with our divine purpose and God's time to come into fruition in our life, but it's also about us actively and immediately acting on God's direction, God's instruction for our life. What about actually being able to know when we're hearing God? And I think one of the things that, or actually two things that we need to know about God's voice is it's always consistent and persistent. You know, we have those things within our life that have come up. It may, and, and I always refer to it as a voice, but the presence of God for me, his voice is more so like a feeling. His voice for me is connected directly to my intuition. That something in me that says, hey, you should do this or you shouldn't do that. That in my experience has been how God communicates with me. Now, I know it's different for different people, but I can only speak personally from my experience. I've I've had some um, interesting conversations about this with some of my uh, clients and it's, it's quite fascinating we're all uniquely individual people, you know, divinely designed specifically in our own unique way. And so the way in which he communicates with us is just the same way, it's just as unique. So he's always consistent and persistent when a word is coming from god about what you should be doing or what he's directing you to do it's one of those kind of things that lingers on when i mentioned earlier about uh you you get that 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 feeling you get that vibe you get that presence and you want to pray and phone a friend and all of that because you're not feeling comfortable (laughs) but at the end of the day this is not something for us to fear So in order to discern God's voice, we have to understand that the Holy Spirit is always going to be working with us in a way that is patient, but it's going to be consistent and persistent always. And there are three ways that we can know that it's the Holy Spirit and God's voice communicating with us, letting us know what the next direction is that he wants us to take. And the first one would be, you know, God is always going to be in our hearts. There's a presence that we can feel. It's in the hearts of others that's around us. And the events in our life reflect what God wants our direction to be. Now, a lot of people might not think that this is a big deal, but it is. If you consider the importance of community, throughout the Word of God, it is so important for you to not only receive what it is that you're receiving from God, but also have other people who have God in their hearts who are around you to help to support what it is that you believe and then confirm, if you will. And then there are always indications in our life that show that this might be or could be, is the appropriate direction that we're supposed to take. I had a time, it was a while ago, that I had the feeling, that I was supposed to join this group it was okay. I'll tell you a little bit of the story really quickly. What had happened was <laughs> I had a time in my life where I had lost my job. I was on unemployment. You know, unemployment is not enough to pay any bills that you have. And so everything in my life pretty much fell apart financially. And I remember just feeling like, wow, what in the world am I supposed to be doing? I wanted a closer connection to God, not only from what was going on then, but there had been a there had just been a lot going on in my life over the last couple of years. And so although God was a part of my life, I didn't feel like my relationship was deep enough. And so I prayed to God and I said, hey, you know, I really want to be deeper with you. I want a deeper relationship, but I don't know how to do this. So I just, I'm asking you, give me something where I'd have to be committed to you in order for me to to be able to do it. And if I can have that space that I can occupy with you and still work, then I I promise I'll put myself all in and I'll be in it to win it. And so a gig came up. It was a doing work, uh, there was a minister of music that was looking for somebody to join uh, their band to diversify the church. I'm from a family of singers, so I was, um, this person knew that about me. So anyway, I was wondering, because when I looked at the gig, I'm like, this is just not what I had in mind in terms of funds and this and that, but there was a feeling that said to me that this was that thing, that thing that God had sent to me. And so I remember um, feeling a little conflicted about it because I had some other opportunities that looked like, you know, much better on paper in terms of money. And so I reached out to someone that I know and uh, this person, same thing, same type of of, of journey with God, dedication. And I shared what was going on. And this person said, yeah, you know, based on what you're telling me, I really do think that this could be what God wants you to do. It's not what you have in mind, but it's definitely in alignment with the portion of what you asked him for when it comes to spending that time and having that uh, space created to have a deeper relationship with him. Not only that, the other opportunities, that I thought would have been better suited for what my financial needs were, those were not, uh, they didn't flow as easily. Uh, for me to be able to participate in. Even if I had been hired for those things, the distance was an issue. There were a lot of different inconveniences with that. This thing that came along didn't pay as much, but it was local. You talk 15 minutes from the house. You know, the, the dedication with uh, the three services that we had to do um, per day, each day that we were there, which was four days out of the week. I mean, how much more time can you spend with God than that? And so my point in sharing that story is that it had the three different elements that we were talking about this opportunity was in my heart I had counsel around me someone that I could talk to and get that off that affirmation and confirmation and of course it wasn't about me taking their word because I did pray and all of that on my own to make sure that it was a right fit and then the things in my life aligned to make it so that this is the obvious choice even if even if it's not the choice that you want for the reasons that you want it is the obvious choice and so that's just an example of how those three different elements tend to fit when God is a part of things that are going on. So it's important for us to always be aware of how things are fitting and how they're shaping up around us because the thing about God is he's going to align things around you so that they fit. You just have to be present and watching those things happen. And then here are a few different things to consider. Uh, This is five exactly. A few different things that help to support us in what we need to do to be able to not only discern the voice of God but to create an atmosphere that is conducive to us being able to practice these things, practice them so that they're second nature for us. Because listen, nothing that we do means anything. The taking time with God is not something that you can do haphazardly. Or like my grandmother used to say, hit a lick of a snake. You can't just hit a lick of a snake with it. You're either all the way in or all the way out. And being all the way in, it takes practice. So starting with the space of some type of consistency, Even if it's just once a week for 30 minutes on that particular day, or you don't even have to put a time frame on it. Just showing up and having some space that you dedicate to God consistently is how we get better at working these types of situations. So the first thing that you're going to want to do to help to sharpen your ability to be able to discern the Spirit of God is you definitely have to intentionally look for the message of the Spirit, and you do this by listening yes taking a pause unplugging and putting yourself in a space to actually receive what it is that god is telling you and the stillness is hard it definitely is but isn't it funny how so much is revealed in stillness and silence it could be things that are pleasant for you or things that are unpleasant no matter what Stillness is hard for us to obtain because it is of God, and that is where you will find the majority of your answers. You always want to make sure that whatever it is that you're sensing that is connected to God and that it's not something that's attached to your emotions. We, a lot of the times, get our feelings and what we feel the the voice of our feelings we get that confused with the voice of God the only way you're going to be able to learn to discern the difference between the two is to have that space of quiet to be able to do it number two you have to intentionally create a mode of prayer that you stay in a space of prayer and this is extremely important because prayer connects us to the things that we become disconnected from within our lives. And so it's not anything that you necessarily need to share with anyone. It's your selfish, sacred space that you go to with God for just you and God. And you want to speak and lay out the things that are challenging and even go deeper than that. Number three, you always want to make sure that you're searching the word of God, that you're searching the scripture to make sure that what you're praying from and the time that you spend praying is fruitful. There should always be something that you can match up from the word of God with what you're praying for. And so it's important for us to take the time to do that. I talked about the importance of having some community around you. And that's what number four is going to be. It's important for us to make sure that we're around wise people who know a little bit more about the walk than what we do. They know a little bit about some of the challenges that we would face and actually some different ways to circumvent some of the things that can keep us blocked from where we're trying to go spiritually. And then finally, you have to expect that you're going to get confirmation and have the courage to follow that through. It's not just about asking. It's not just about prayer, but it's about believing that your confirmation is going to come and you being ready to step up immediately, immediately in all of your fear and all of your doubt and all of your hesitance and all of those things and move forward. Because at the end of the day, you're not moving forward alone. You're moving forward into a space of clarity that you don't have simply because you're not God. (laughs) All right. So this conversation, I definitely hope that you got some nuggets in here that was helpful for you. There's so much more to talk about with this conversation, but I'm going to stick a pin in it for now. But definitely let me know if you have any questions or uh, if you'd like to go a little bit deeper into this conversation. Uh, if we did, it would probably be with me in one of my um, groups or communities that I'm actually creating at this point in time. So you'll hear more about that later. But of course, you can always hit me up on any of the social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, of course, connect with You can always get in touch with me there. In the meantime, in between time, that is it for content today. If you haven't already, you already know what to do. Log on to to thegrindfind.com, Click on feed and follow me if you haven't already. I can't imagine that you haven't. Not only that, if you like what it is that you're hearing here, share it. Share it with somebody else. Share the love. And uh, make sure that um, if you follow me, you click that notification bell and also get on the email list. Click the uh, join the list to subscribe from thegrindfind.com to stay in the know. Uh, Oh, yeah. Podfest, May 26th through the 29th. You can find out more about PodFest. It's going to be in Orlando, Florida. I've been invited to be a speaker there. I'm excited to do it. And I'm excited to meet you. Go to podfestexpo.com and make sure if you're going to come out to use my code GRIND2022 for you to be able to save 20% off tickets. So yeah, <laughs> that's all I have for now. Well, and the only thing that's left is always define your grind and never let the grind define you. Daryl and Michelle here. Until next time, peace and abundant blessings.